welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. Happy New Year, 2024. I'm your host, Joe. We're back, Loinies. Hey, back by semi-popular demand-ish, sort of. Yes. I mean, it's been a long, long... Hiatus? Droughtlander. Droughtloinder? Oh, very clever. Thank you very much. So we're very excited to be here. And last night we continued our recap and watched episode 109 entitled The Reckoning. It's good to be back in season one, I have to say. Uh, it's a different it's a different thing. It's a different animal. Season one, we, we know this because we've done how many of these recappings? Well, we watched the ninth one last night. So this is our, our ninth, ninth recap. Recap lander. Okay. Uh, yeah, they are different though. They're, they're way different. They, there's still some, some funny things and still some real funny Loinlandery kind of things that happen, but, uh, it's so, it's so immersive and it's so good to be back. Better characters. Different different mood. It's, it's wonderful. Interesting piece of information. Do you want to guess who wrote this episode? Was it Lucas Schnellhaus? Oh my gosh. No, he's not even close to this project. Thank God at this point. Matthew B. Roberts. I mean, that makes sense. Like, obviously, um, this guy was in tight enough with Ronald D. Moore that he essentially took over, handed the ship to him. So, like, there had to have been something. It there. was only ever the second episode that he had written, and obviously heavily reviewed. Oh yeah, revised, revised, and overseen by Ronald D. Moore. Mm-hmm. But he wrote this episode, and I. Just listened to the podcast, which was so good. The official Outlander podcast mm-hmm. when Ronald D. Moore was, um, you know, driving the boat. And he invited Matthew B. Roberts to join and provide information. And it was... How is young Maddie B.? I mean, he's he adores Ronald D. Moore. You can tell he just thinks he's right. the greatest thing ever. And you can also tell Ronald D. Moore is the boss. If only we knew what was to come. Oh, I know. So this episode began with a recap, which was necessary, necessary, but not recappy enough because we hadn't watched yes. the last. I mean, we hadn't watched episode eight in a year and a half. It's been a long time. But I feel like we caught up and it begins with Jamie skipping rocks and fascinatingly, Jamie's voiceover. Right. Well, it didn't help that just to go back to us not understanding, it didn't help that it started with like a, essentially a flashback to, to the beginning of Jamie's story to what we'd already seen. So it was, it was as it turns out, it was a terrible episode to, to skip a year it really and then was. try and pick it back yeah, up. Yeah, because it shows him skipping rocks, but then it goes back to... Because in our last recap, the last thing we saw was where he like busted in on Jack Randall I'll trying to... i you to take your hands off my way. Exactly. Yeah. Cut to black, right? Now and he's then... skipping rocks, but then we go back to before that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we caught up though. We and did. I love that he says, strange, the things you remember. The people, places, the moments burned in your heart forever because... And why is that strange? Episode one, pilot episode, the very first time we hear Claire's voiceover, she says strange the things you remember as no. she's looking at the boss i didn't realize that but you being the clever loin historian that you are huge. you knew that gives me goosebumps it's it is very it's very good writing mm. so he's skipping rocks and then in the background we see a blonde woman slowly walking towards him right 
Did you know it was Leary? I can't remember. Okay. And then we're back to, and this is when you and I got a little bit confused and had to pause, but we're back to Jamie trying to clear his name by meeting up with a deserter named Horrocks. Which, thank God, this was the this was in the previously on, so we knew what the hell was happening. Right. And he has promised to provide Jamie with the name of the man who shot the sergeant that Jamie was blamed for. Right. And the name is... Jack Randall. Jack Randall. Jamie says, that doesn't do me any good. <laughs> He's like, I can't use Randall's name to clear my own. Mm-hmm. So that was frustrating. Right. And Horrocks was like, tough shit, give me my money. I know. I like that actor. That Good actor. Fun. Yeah. And then Willie run, runs up. Yeah. So it's Jamie, Murta, Dougal, Angus, and Rupert. And then Willie runs. So nice to see these characters the old again. Gang. I forgot about young Willie whenever, when you were like, Willie. I'm like, Willie? You're like thinking like William, like, because, you know. No. Yep. Yep. New William. No. Old floppy hat Willie. Yeah. Yeah. Kind Willie. But really, really fucked this up because he says... I lost, I lost Claire. I went to take a piss and she, yeah. and she left and you can just see Jamie is not livid. Happy. Not happy. Um, and then we get sing me a song. Then we, we cut to the, to the opening credits. I think we skipped it. Did we watch it? We should have watched the old sing me a song. I think, really? I think we just skipped it. Why did we skip it? I don't know. We were excited to delve into the episode. I guess, yeah. In the next scene, we have Murta helping him get into the tower i mean just right from the beginning this warms the cockles of my heart i, I know i, I miss murta me too i love i love murta and everything about him this was a good murta episode it really was and of course it's him and murta right? right like and i feel like when i was watching this season back in 2015 i didn't even realize how important murta was i mean i yeah. knew he was a side character but it's not until the rewatch that you realize, like, what a loss for Jamie. In that first season, he's always beside him. Well, and there's always... And they did a good job of portraying Murta, even though you don't pay attention to him. Because anytime anything is happening to Jamie, yep. even though he doesn't... What's the... Duncan LaCroix? Duncan yeah. LaCroix, right? Yeah. Even though Duncan LaCroix doesn't have any lines, maybe. Like, he's there's present. always... You can always see him, like, sternly observing from the corners. Like, he is always... He is always there yeah. to stab a motherfucker if he they get is. in Jamie P. Like, Actually, that I shouldn't say that. And you the, don't even know it at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't say that I didn't realize Murta was there for Jamie on my first watch because at the end of this season, which we will watch and recap, mm -hmm. I remember there's a moment when Jamie is not there. He's been captured. Yeah. And it's Claire and Jenny, just the two of them, and they're on their own. Okay. Is this the sword dancing? It's God, close, I love that it's episode. Close I can't to that. wait till we get it's back to there. To that How long till we get to the sword we're dancing close. episode? We are, I think three or that four one I'm looking forward to, The only thing is in that episode, it's also when Jamie is captured by. Oh yeah, is that the lavender haze? It one? is. Is it? <laughs> yeah. No, that's not the same episode. It is because that's where he is, and that's oh. when they're trying to discover him. And really? at the end, okay. they do find him. But yeah. anyways, my point is, no spoilers. There is this amazing scene, and this is when I realized because where where are all where is. Where is everyone else? It's just Claire and Jenny. They're on their own. Mm -hmm. And there's a man who they think has had some connection to capturing Jamie. And he's tried to kill them. And they both need to kill him. And they don't know what to do. And then suddenly you just see Murta come. And he like slits the guy's throat and walks up to it. It's like, oh my God. I don't remember that at all, but this I love it. 
man is yeah. so helpful. And and ready to kill. And ready to kill. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, where's Jamie? Like he knows yeah. that it's a bad situation. So that's when I first realized it. But it is nice to have Murta there. He's they're breaking into the tower. He's I mean, Murta takes a knife and is jamming it right up someone's crotch. Yeah. As Jamie gets the information. I think they want the directions. They're right? trying to find out where Jack Randall has taken Claire. Yes. As soon as they do, Murta knocks the guy out and then they I mean, it's 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 so hard to understand what's happening, but Murta and Jamie have like a quick conversation and Murta goes one place, Rupert and Angus come to guard over the guard. The guard who's It's weird. Unconscious. They're not really doing much. Yeah. Um and then Jamie continues and this is where you said this show used to be so adventury because it's dark. Oh, he's in a tower. So adventury, all kinds of stuff going on. It's raucous. They're all running around. They're in yeah. They're in like a castle. That like that's something that this show hasn't had in seasons and seasons. And you There's... even said he's Sam Hewen is better at the physical stuff than he is at the talky bits, right? Yeah, like you're true. like give it two tugs and off he goes, king of fucking engineering because he finds that he finds rope. that rope attached to a board. He's like tug tug and then he jumps over the edge. <laughs> yes, he's like okay, cool, you do you, Jay Frey. And then I love that he swings over the edge. This is like classic Outlander. He take he goes on this like like questionable rope or whatever it, it is right it takes to him the to the exact window at the exact like that rope just happened to be lined up that it was the exact like the window was only three feet high he had to like crouch to get into it yet that rope was the exact length in the exact positioning that he landed precisely there i think the plan <laughs> was that he was going in that window no matter what well it was the only window he could go yeah. in because it was where the rope took yeah, him but it but, did like it, it was, was the exact window very lucky for him for sure this is um Ronald D. Moore was saying that this is when they learned that Sam Hewen wanted to do all his own stunts, which oh, really? they weren't that comfortable with. And he was like, No, I can do it, I can do it. Um, but it was to the point where it was making the producers uncomfortable. Didn't surprise me at all. Does that surprise you? No, no, that that's uh that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. No. So he has that great line. Right. And say it, say it in an accent. I can't say it in an accent, but you can. What was the line? I'll thank you to take your hands off my wife. It was a good line. Poor Katrina Balf just always boobs out in this. She, this was like, <laughs> boobs were her supporting act, actor like, in this. Just, like, she was boobs like, everywhere. Why? Why? All why? boobs all the time. Yeah. Anyways, so, but I will say the look on Tobias Menzies' face, like, he was pretty good. Delighted. Yeah, he's very excited that, that Red Jamie has immaculately found the one window that would have led to his. <laughs> interruption and yeah. he calls him the striped back thief oh yeah and he's like i don't suppose you'd show me he's such a sicko he's he is such... a, he is a sicko he and wants and he wants said, to see it like oh i know you even said like i forgot that jack black black, black jack, jack there you go was such a dirty bird he is a dirty dirty bird yeah he wants he's 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 just a filthy man this scene i will say Filthy man, little filthy, filthy man. man included, was such a nice little reminder of how amazing these three actors were together. Because Katrina Balfe is amazing in this scene. Yeah. Because she seems like, I mean, first of all, never mind the fact that she's half naked. She seems legitimately scared for her life. But also, like, she keeps yelling at Jamie to shoot, to mm. shoot him. Yeah, which makes sense. She does, she does such a great job. And... 
I mean, Tobias Menzies is, isn't he like suggesting a threesome or something? He I don't wants, know. Yeah, he was like, could you join us? Can you show your scars? You do a little dance. Like he was in, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he was taking anything on Jamie's, the table. And Jamie's bravery is incredible here, especially because in retrospect, he knows he's holding an empty pistol. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know my favorite part about that is? Is he actually pulls the trigger. No, he doesn't. Blackjack does. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. He gets it he and he doesn't. tries to shoot Jamie. That's Claire what it is. Claire keeps screaming at him to shoot the bastard. Right. And he doesn't. And then... Oh, but Jack... Jack he Black, lunges. Now I'm doing it. No, Blackjack gets him to give him the gun. He makes him put the gun down. Did we even watch this episode? <laughs> he, he, he puts the... He puts the gun down. Right. And then like, he grabs okay, it. I'll and, here's, and here's what's interesting. He does try and shoot Jamie. Yeah. He tries oh, yeah, to no. kill him. Absolutely. Right? He's a cold, there. stone cold killer. And he, Jamie lunges, knocks him out. He seemed amused that the gun wasn't loaded. I know. He's like, holy smokeroo. Look <laughs> at you. I love it. No gun. What a fuck? Like, he was just, he was like, whatever. He was into it. So he knocks him out. And then the two of them leave. Jamie mm-hmm. takes one last look, sees him lying on the floor, and has some... Yeah, and the monologue's inner... like, I don't I know why about... I didn't kill him there. Yeah, I thought about killing Probably him. Probably but... would have wrapped up this whole show but a lot sooner. Yeah. Uh, Ronald D. Moore said he debated keeping that line in. He took it out, he put it in, he took it out, he put it in. In the end, he left it in, and when he watched it, he totally regretted <laughs> keeping it in. <laughs> it's a dumb line. It is a dumb line. Yeah. So they're running around, they're trying to escape, and then the bomb goes off. And I Kaboom. turned to you and I said, you know, that's Murta. And you're right. like, yeah, Red Jamie goes in with an unloaded gun and Murta goes in with a motherfucking bomb. And he does. That's right. It's like, that's <laughs> sort of defeats the purpose of the unloaded gun. If you're just going to blow up like 10 red coats. I know. <laughs> Whatever. So this was, apparently this was like timed out. So they determined that they would have a certain amount of time from the bomb to escape and they tried to play it that Jamie had this knowledge which is it does make sense when you watch it because when the bomb goes off it shows like they both fall over and you you see it from I guess Claire and Jamie's perspective and her ears are ringing Mm -hmm. and she's kind of like lying down like looking around and he keeps moving do you remember this scene? He like leans down, he grabs her arm. But This they... is where they go to jump over the edge. Yes. Yeah. He keeps moving and it's because he was playing it like he had the knowledge of they only had a certain amount of time. Right. Before, before they the had to yeah. get out. And then they jump into the water and you did not like that. No, because it was, it was so dark that Claire couldn't even, they couldn't even see that there was water. Well, she, right, like, she saw there was water because she said something about, do you know how deep it is? No, she said, are you sure there's water down there? And Jamie was like, yes, I think so. <laughs> but like you could, we could see the water, but like it's it's pitch black night. Like it's, they can't see the water. And so it's like, I'm just saying she jumped into the water wearing like a big, heavy, like wool dress situation. I really feel like she would have drowned to death. Like, I really think that Jamie that, would not, you don't think Jamie knows how to swim? In the dark? Sure. Yeah. He can't see in the they dark. They were holding though. hands. They jumped in holding hands. They, they jumped like 40 feet into the water. I'm just saying. He I didn't think, let go. Here's what I'll tell you. I watched a video on the YouTubes the other day mm-hmm. and there was a woman and a man who got married and they jumped into the water and the woman jumped in wearing her wedding dress and she almost died because the dress like came up around her and basically became like a, like a linen covered tomb underwater and they had to like, everyone had to jump in and try and pull her out. And I'm telling you, in the dark, you're not saving anybody from that. So I think that was just, 
uh, fun thing they wrote, and uh, I, I think uh, I think Claire would have would have cacked it right there. Jamie wouldn't have let her. No, his no. love his, his love, love would have penetrated her heart. <laughs> so they show them. Then it just cuts to the scene where they're all like Rupert, Angus, Myrta, mm-hmm. Claire, and Jamie. They're all galloping. Everybody's it's safe. Everybody the next made. day, everyone's safe. They decide to stop to let the horses drink some water. Mm-hmm. And Claire and Jamie go over into like a little glen area, like a little, yeah, a little, a little privacy area to have a, a fight, little, a little fighty nook, yeah, <laughs> a little fighty nook. And fighty they did. This they took a whole day to shoot this fight. I believe it. Do you? Yeah, it was a very Ronald uh, Moore felt like it was a very important scene, so he they gave them the entire day, and yeah. he wanted to see them play it in a whole bunch of different ways. And it's the first moment in the story where these two characters are actually showing each other because it's just been kind of flirty. And then, you know, they got married and had great sex three times. But this is like, this is their first like real conversation. Yeah, yeah, real, real marital <laughs> spat. Conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he said that he was surprised at how Katrina Balfe was getting like right in Sam Hewen's face. She did get right, right in there. Like, <laughs> Like, but he also said, that's Claire to me. Like, she doesn't step back even when she should. She doesn't. So he loved that she kept, like, she was almost like baring her teeth at him at yeah, times. Like and, a little badger. And Jamie is playing it like he's mad, but he's also confused, which is amazing. Yeah. Like, he's, he's no. literally like, why isn't this woman understanding like why do i have to explain this to you no i i mean i remember in early podcasts i dogged sam Hewen pretty hard um but and i mean it's still without katrina balf in this scene like it doesn't work i don't think because she was amazing but like he did a good job of of portraying like this is not how a woman is supposed to act. <laughs> yeah. i've seen a woman before in old scotland and this is not how it works yeah yeah and I mean, I, I agree with you. I think without her, like, in his face, he wouldn't be able to react. Yeah. I mean, I think he was probably just reacting. I think, like, again, Katrina Balfe, she should win all the awards. Because it's like, that was, like, that's a hard thing to do. To to play it, like, that angry, but not be goofy. You know, oh, like, she yeah. was legit. Like, she's a... But it takes her a while. Like, when he first pulls her aside... He's yeah, like, he's are like, you okay? And she was like, oh, he's just checking on me. Yes, like, I am. And she's just looking at him. He's like, you like, can apologize anytime you want. <laughs> I know, now. that's just, what he says. I'm just waiting. He's yeah. like, I just keep waiting for you to say anything that sounds like an apology. And that sets her right off. That was what they called triggering. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was triggering. Triggering. So they get in a fight. She yells something about. There cock. was a, there was cock and fate. Like, I couldn't even tell. Like, she like really got in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, and he screams, you foul mouth bitch, you'll not speak to me that way. And you turned and you were like, she is a foul mouth bitch. Like, she is a potty mouthed woman. That's you for were sure. like, how did she live? I don't know how, how she, she survived. That is a, that was a foul mouthed lady. She was like, a, she yeah. was saying right a in there. lot. Right up in there, right up in his business. <laughs> Called him a cock face or something. But when he said you foul mouth bitch, yeah. do you remember her reaction? I can't even remember. She slapped him. Oh yeah, yeah. Hard. That's when she's offended. Across the face. Yeah. 
Holy smokes. It's funny. It's yep, a, it, it was, was a it very, was a very entertaining scene. Very well acted scene. Mm-hmm. Interesting piece of information. This was also one of the audition scenes that he really? had to do with a whole bunch of, because he was cast immediately and they couldn't find Claire. So he had to do this scene with a bunch of people. That's interesting. And I would guess that that scene, that's a good, that was a good choice of an audition scene because I will bet you that that scene eliminated a lot of people real fucking fast. Because <laughs> they weren't foul mouth bitch enough? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like you have to own that character to do that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So they do make up though because he essentially says, you know, I'm like he, he backs down and he's, he sits down and he's like, I'm just like, I'm very confused. I was also <laughs> very scared Yeah. because I went to that place with an like unarmed gun and my bravery. Yeah. That's how I feel about you. And now you're like yelling foul mouth Calling things. me cock face me. and slapping me in the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That would be confusing. So she says, forgive me. And he says, I forgive you. Forgive me too. And they hug mm -hmm. and they're back together. It's a right. beautiful scene. They join Dougal at the tavern and he rejoices. He's like, oh, you made it back. You Very can tell happy. he's been waiting. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't go to help them, but he was at the tavern. Yeah, there are question. a lot of taverns in this first season. And I got to say, I love a tavern. I love. You do I, love a tavern. I love a tavern stop off for that they're probably all the exact same set no shot apparently not really? apparently they were all different and finally ronald d moore said no more taverns guys like find a different because even though they were they were all different taverns it was like it's all the same sort of feel right? right yeah but i think back then you just stopped in lots of taverns people love to go tavern so they're rejoicing and they're eating but they are also giving claire the cold shoulder the coldest of shoulders. They're all like chit-chatting and she tries to cut in and they just like talk right over. I know. And Jamie notices too. Oh, Jamie's like, very uncomfortable. What? He's like, this woman just yelled at me and she's my wife and you guys are not being nice to her, but you're my friends from back in the day. So I can't be mad at you, but what's going on? He's a little it, confused. It also shows this episode. I mean, I have, it also shows that Jamie's very young. He is the yeah. youngest, well, besides Willie, he is the youngest of this group. Yeah. He's young. He doesn't know how to navigate these complex emotional situations. Well, and he's now married. That's a big it's deal. The, it's the most complex of all emotional situations. Yeah. I've heard. So she goes up to bed. Yeah. And she gets right into bed. Mm -hmm. But she's ready for sleep. Yeah. And Jamie goes up to the bedroom and says, I don't think you are yet familiar with our ways. Like, now the British will be looking high and low for us. Claire's all, like, happy a little bit. And she was like, I know. Come Sorry. to bed. Let's... <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, one more thing. So this scene is what you would call controversial. Yeah. It was in the book. And apparently they talked about just eliminating it from the show. But they felt like it should be included in the show. Right. Because there are some learnings. But they did apparently a ton of rehearsals for the scene i bet and they tried to make it about justice right not about like domestic abuse right and they made sure that jamie wasn't playing it angry because he's like if it were just me right it would be fine it was more like i have to do this he's like if you were a man 
you would have your ear chopped off. Right. Or we would maybe beat you a little bit or something. So I'm just going to take my belt off and smack your ass. Insane. (laughs) Yeah. Which was supposed to be like her getting off easy in his eyes. Right. Um, So they added jaunty music, Mm -hmm. as you said, to make the domestic abuse more palatable. That's right. And I think it does. She, because they do try and make it. Funny. They sort of make it like rompy, like yeah, a romp. like well, and she kicks him like in the nose, scratches his face off. She yeah. scratches his face, almost gets his big ass mole, and that he would is have been a problem. And he is confused again. He's like, "You are making this very he's difficult." Like, yeah, he's like, he's like, woman does not scratch face. <laughs> and uh, then finally, he uh, in the end holds her down and beats her with a with a with a belt in the ass. Um. Which is never, never good at any time. Yeah. So, yeah. Cut scene. Cut scene. So they did that. They did that. And the next morning, they come downstairs. Yeah. And they've obviously been in a big fight, but the rest of the men are all friendly to her again. Yeah. And Jamie's like, well, how's that then? Yeah. And even in his voiceover, he was like, okay, justice served, problem solved. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. What could possibly go wrong? He literally, I think he says, now it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. Like, he's... You know, that yeah. was a bit unpleasant, but we've we've worked through it. Mm-hmm. Everything's guys make okay a joke now. about how she won't be able to sit down. They all laugh. Claire is not laughing. It's not funny to Claire. It's not. No. No. So they return to Castle Leoc, mm-hmm. which it's great to see Castle Leoc again. Yeah. I will point out, it's just a minor, minor complaint. Mm. It's a consistent complaint I've had. Oh, I know. Claire's I know. hair Claire's is hair. very short again. Everyone, because they had to shoot all the Castle Leoc scenes at the same time. And Castle right. Leoc was in episode two and three. And then, of course, they did Rent and the Garrison Commander and everything else. They did the wedding. So they had to shoot episodes two and three. And then this episode, episode nine, when they go back. But it was all, and her hair, you can tell. Oh, it just drives me crazy. God she's just, damn She it. won't stop talking about it I, while we watch the I show. I find it very distracting. She will not stop as talking about it. As soon as they walk into Castle Leoc, it's like, oh, look, Claire's hair shrunk after she was beaten by her husband. Like, right. we're right back to the bob that she had when she first fell back in time, go figure. Like, do they need to hire me? Is that a job for me, maybe? Hair I, They've got one more hair. season. They have Hair one continuity. more season of Outlander. Like, I will go. I will monitor the hair. Well, you do from afar. Anyways, they walk in, the doors open, and everyone congratulates them. Miss, M- Mrs. Fitz is there. Oh, yeah. And they all cheer for the newly married couple, but you can tell. Claire is not happy. They're not happy. And then when Colm and his wife walk in, even you were like, why is this weird? Why is he unhappy? Yeah, it was really weird. And uh, yeah, he gave Jamie stink eye. And then he made like a very angry, congratulatory (laughs) statement. And you were like, why is this weird? What's happening? Why is this weird? I don't really get it. But you do now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they explain it. But I don't think... I don't think we would have, I don't think we were supposed to understand it. Like, I was like, oh, did we forget something from a previous episode? But I don't think we did. I think it just gets explained later why he's a pissy bitch. Maybe. Yep. But what do you think of this set? Like, being in oh, Castle Oh, beautiful. Because they are in it. Yeah. Ronald D. Moore was talking about the first time when they decided, when they realized they were going to use this location. 
and they lit it with candles just to kind of get the ambiance of what it would look like. Well, you can tell even from the uh, one thing that I thought was interesting, and it may have been CG, but like they actually, you can see the candles yep. inside the windows from the outside. Yep. I feel like Ronald D wouldn't have gone CG there. I think he would have lit the candles. Well, he said when they did that, it was amazing to see what that place would have looked like, right? Like suddenly it makes it come alive. Like yeah. this is the lighting that they would have had here. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It looked great. Yeah. So then we have Jamie and he's walking in a hallway and Leary is standing oh, there. Oh, Leary, yeah. I forgot about Leary. And she's crying. And I think Nell Hudson, the actress that plays her, plays this so, so well. She's like, Jamie, like, what did you do? You were my dude. She, yeah, like I've been waiting for you to come back and you come back with a wife? And he says... It was Dougal's doing, and the explanation will have to wait because I'm going in to meet with Colm. But I, I mean, I know Outlander fans hate Leary, and I understand she goes a little crazy later. Yeah. But in this moment, I feel very badly for her. Well, she's just a kid. She's very young. She's had a crush on him her entire life. The direction that he was headed was in her direction. They... He'd been, like, defending her in court. They'd been making out. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it hadn't been for Claire... I know people are going to be rolling their eyes, but if it hadn't been for Claire falling back in time, do oh, yeah, we he agree totally, that He would have Jamie... ended up with Leary, and they would have had little Leary babies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, she hates Claire, and I think it's a little bit... Fair, like a little bit fair. She it's all the way fair. Is someone who really lost out on Claire's accidental time travel. She had this like pretty good-looking boyfriend who was living at I Castle Leoc. The king of men, yeah. apparently, you know, and and he was her king of men. And, and then he they went were all to do rent with Dougal, yeah, and he came back, back with a wife, and he's married, and like not unhappily. Well, right now he is. Well, it's a little little contentious at the moment, yeah, but but. You yeah, know, it all comes around. There was also a deleted scene back at Castle Leoc where Galus was there, and she right. knows that he's beaten Claire, yeah, and she is that. like really mad at him. And right. then they took it out because, like you said, it would have been too much of a spoiler that she's from the future and disapproves of that. Yeah, like any rational person would. But back in the day, it would have it probably would have been a little off brand for yeah. for someone to react that way. Yeah. But it would have been nice to see her in this episode. I, I assume that scene was probably in the book, though, and people just didn't pick up on her. Or, I don't know. Or they didn't care. I if don't it was know, a, and I can't remember. In, in, you know, in a book, you're probably not as worried about that sort of thing. Yeah. Being... Yeah. So we have Colm, Ned, Dougal, and Jamie, and they all meet in Colm's little, can we call it his office area, I'll where he has a bird area, cage? Yeah. And he's calling them out on the money that they were collecting for the rents when yeah. they were they were also collecting money he's for like, how about the the money for the jacobites yeah and like what money the... and then he pulls out the bag of money and he's like how yeah. about this money bitch yeah they were they raising money very surprised yeah they were raising money for the jacobite cause and colin makes a comment about oh jamie actually looks guilty and jamie says you mistake concern for guilt which is a bold, bold line. move bold line jay frey but they... yeah so so colin's pissed because you know they're, I mean, he's mostly mad because he doesn't want to be seen because it seems like he's in with the British a little bit mm -hmm. or at least like, oh yeah, or at least like, but I'm not, in, like don't, 
They have an understanding, at least. They have an understanding, but he's not in with the British in terms of he's upset that Jamie's married an English woman. Right. Like, he's just trying to, like, in in the terms of, like, you don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with you. Exactly. So... And he's like, this could really ruin things for me. Yeah, he's like, if if, if my clan is raising money for the Jacobite cause, that's going to end my I don't fuck with you part of the deal. And then then they'll come to the door. Yeah. That's what he's worried about. Interesting piece of information. This whole scene was added by Ronald D. Moore. It is an interesting piece of information. It wasn't in the book. Oh, really? Nope. Uh, But he wanted to provide more information and a hint about the upcoming Jacobite Rebellion because he knew it was a big deal in the next book. And he loved the political drama of it all. Very interesting. This is what we lost, guys. This is what we lost when we lost him as the showrunner. God, it's hard to believe that this show actually had forward thinking at one point. I know. Crazy. Everyone leaves. Well, Dougal, Ned... Dougal and Ned leave Jamie alone with Colm, who, and that's when we learn that he's really mad that he has married uh, Sassanac. Right. He says, I open my home to you to offer sanctuary from the British, which is a little reminder and a throwback for people like you and me who haven't watched the first half in a while that Jamie was a wanted man. Yeah, still is, isn't he? Yeah, he still is. Yeah. But Colm was letting him live at Castle Leoch, making out with Leary and you know, suddenly very available for Claire to fall in love with. Right. And so that's because of Colm. That was a risk he was taking. Yeah. Uh, no, it was interesting. Well, another thing that he said, and I don't know that this was in the previous episodes. It might have been, but I didn't really pay attention. The other reason he was pissed is he said, if you marry, because you've married a Sassanac, now people won't support you as my successor. Exactly. Which I think is an interesting piece of information because that means Colm... And um, uh, Jamie, why can't I remember his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, Colm and Jamie. I feel like that was like a swerve on Dougal. Because also in this episode, he, Dougal, gets like, real pissed off. And he basically reveals that he has essentially sired uh, his child on his behalf. Yeah. Uh, you know, which really pisses Colm right off. Because yeah. it's pretty personal. Uh, but, but basically, like, so if... If Jamie's going to be a successor, like he's ex- essentially cutting out Dougal and then I guess cutting out his fake son as well as his successor and like sort of pushing them both aside in, uh, you know, in favor of Jamie, which is kind of weird. I think it's a big middle finger to Dougal, but I also, because Dougal says, I secured your bloodline. Yeah. Which means I, because Colm is very sick. So I, I think... The idea is that it would be Jamie for 10 to 15 years until his young son was able to take over. Maybe. I don't know why it wouldn't be Dougal, but maybe they don't do oh, that. Maybe it doesn't work. No, he way. doesn't want Dougal. That's what I mean. Like, right. I think it's an intentional right. slight oh, against Dougal. Right. I see. Then Jamie goes back to his room that he's sharing with Claire, and he's discussing everything with her, as husbands and wives do. Do. Claire is interested. She's like, I knew it. The first time I ever saw Dougal playing with that boy, I knew it. I got that feeling. And it feels like maybe things are okay. She's getting ready Mm -hmm. to bed. She gets in bed. So Jamie starts, he's like, are we getting ready for bed? So he starts taking off his jacket, and she looks at him and says, what are you doing? And he's like, I thought, and she says, think again. And, and she, she rolls over. Pulls she, the covers oh, over yeah. her. Yeah. She is. Very body language. Uh, go fuck yourself is what that said. Yes. Literally, actually. Yes. Yeah. Because you're not fucking me. Yeah. So Jamie, then then there's the scene where 
Rupert and Angus are bullying Willie about the fact that he... Right. It's revealed that it was Willie that gave Colm the Jacobite gold. Yeah. Dougal comes up. They all run. Dougal's like, who's with me? Essentially, everyone's with Dougal except Murta mm-hmm. and Willie. Well, because Jamie, Jamie Jamie tries to basically stops Rupert and Angus yeah. from, from roughing up Willie. Yeah. Then we have a scene with Murta and Jamie discussing next steps. And Murta is like, just go, go. Like, leave Castle Leoch. You shouldn't be here. Because he obviously tells Murta everything, right? Yeah, I, th- I feel like this was a bit of a drop ball in the episode because at this point I didn't realize, like I feel like the the scene before with Willie, I don't know, the tensions rose really quick. Like it was like, oh, because I didn't think they were quite there yet. Like I thought it was just like, oh, the brothers are a little mad at us. But then the implications are suddenly like this whole clan's going to start killing each other. You know, things are going really, really bad and we should leave. I was like, I didn't really get that extreme of a vibe that, that Murtaugh was. I thought Murtaugh was telling Jamie to leave because of the uncomfortable conversations he was having with Colm. Like Murtaugh was like, just leave Castle Leoch. Go live off the land. Has the castle life made you soft? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think he was like, it sounded like Murtaugh to me. anyway was like, like this clan is going to start eating itself from the inside. We should get out of here. Yeah. Well, in any event, he's looking out for Jamie, which I love. But Jamie comes up with a plan. He goes, he talks to Colm. He says, give Dougal the gold back. Let him play the Jacobite follower. And you keep, you just pretend you don't even know. Right. I just want to dial back to that previous scene with Murtaugh and Jamie. I just want to say one thing I loved about this scene is that it starts with them pissing on the castle from the outside. Yeah. For no reason. There's no reason to start with him pissing on the castle casually. It's real. It just it feels just real. It just feels real. That's what I mean. It's like, that's why it's so much more immersive. Yeah. Like they're doing, they're just doing a thing that people would do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas in later seasons, they would just be like walking or sitting or doing nothing, but like looking at each other and delivering clunky dialogue. I know. Like in this, they were actually living and talking yeah and i thought that's a really interesting uh evolution it just feels de- real de-evolution yeah uh that this show has made yeah 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 so, anyway sorry to no i like that. that that's a really that's a good point and a nice little nod to the realism of Thank season you. one yeah ned dougal and jamie go to call him he has his back to them. Dougal gets annoyed. He's like, is there a purpose to this summon? But Colin is like, even though he's a tiny man, a tiny, a power play. sick power, power. man. Yeah, it was a power play. They resolve everything. And then we're back to Jamie skipping rocks. And Leary comes up and says, I knew I'd find you here. Well, she says, I can, I'd find you here. Yeah. And Jamie says, it's true that the marriage was Dougal's arrangement. He keeps saying that. It's like, Jamie... I didn't want to do it. Yeah, I didn't want to. It was Dougal. He says it twice to her. Mm -hmm. Like this poor girl. She takes off her cloak and she's wearing what you described as 18th century Victoria's Secret outfit. Yeah, yeah, she's she's coming hard. She is not there to fuck around. Well, she is, but (laughs) she's not. She's not. uh, She's all business. Yes. There was a debate on set about whether they should kiss or should not kiss. Mm. How tempted is Jamie? And I guess the actors kept kissing. And oh, really? they were like, no, 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 stop, because it was so hard for them to get that close and right. then not and to. Not, yeah. But they didn't. 
Eventually, he rejects her, mm-hmm. and she runs off mortified. Not after she like basically like she grabs of, his hand yeah, instead of kissing. Instead, she like like self gropes herself with him. Like I don't even know what do you what do you would even call She's, that. She's I mean. She's like I'm. I'm here for. I it. am here. I am like. I am a virgin. I yeah, she's a, she's yeah. had another husband from what I hear. Yeah. And although I don't think that bothers Jamie, I think no. he likes the experience that He's Claire brings yeah. to the to the yeah. to the bed. So she runs off rejected. Oh, it was crushing though. He like yells, he... "Sorry!" Oh <laughs> my like god, you feel so bad for her. Like literally, she put herself out there in every way physically and mentally she put herself out there and was like like here i am and and she couldn't have been more thoroughly rejected in that scene and like that had to have been crushing yeah crushing yes oh poor leary poor leary jamie goes back to claire she is brushing her very short hair angrily (laughs) Huh? And he says, maybe for you and me, because at first he's annoyed again, right? He's confused. He's going through, you know, this is how it works. This is how things, this is how things work here. Then he says, maybe for you and me, it has to go a different way. Yeah. Which is why this episode, while uncomfortable, is important. Right. This actually, like, while whilst inappropriate, they... It's light, light to see, even inappropriate. Yeah. While horrible and all, yeah. like it actually was, like the 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 fulcrum, if you will, for their entire relationship going forward. Yeah. Because Jamie, as you've mentioned many times, uh, and I have touched on as well, is a is a very progressive man for the time, and he immediately realizes that even though that is what he is quote unquote supposed to do. Yeah. It's not good. It it's terrible. Not, it didn't he work. hated it. Yeah. She hated it. He didn't feel good about it. She hates his fucking guts. He's like he hasn't been able to get laid since. Right, well, which is very important to both of them, as we know. So it's like like he realizes quickly like this this cannot. Yes, cannot and then be. he does an oath and says, If ever my hand is raised in rebellion against you Puts again. The knife right up to his heart. Yeah. And she just stares at him. Yeah. And he's like, That's not fucking good enough? Yeah. That is what he says. Yeah. And you said, you pointed and said, because I'm telling you, I've got options. There is a goosebump nudie girl who had me shaking hands with her boobs down by the river just a few minutes ago. That's right. Like, you better, like, come on, that's some good stuff. Like, yeah. he had, he has options. Like, yeah. Leary is right there. Yeah. Buck-ass naked, pretty much, ready to go. But Claire is just watching him. She right. hasn't said it didn't work for her. Right. She's just thinking. Right. And it's interesting, because Ronald D. Moore said he loved this scene with Katrina Balfe, because when he was trying to cast for Claire, he said, we need an actress who you can watch think. Mm. Because so much... I mean, obviously, she's got her external... Um, monologue but it's also like you know that there's internal dialogue going on right and then he brought up that the woman that plays gayless auditioned for claire and he was like no but you could be gayless that's interesting Mm -hmm. you have a different kind of crazy yeah can you imagine that though her being claire no couldn't not even for a second yeah so in the end claire says it is enough for her they have a sex scene yeah. It's the first one they ever shot. And again, yeah, yeah. they took a full day 
to shoot mm-hmm. this scene. Right. She, you said she was fuck threatening him because she grabs, yeah, she grabs a the knife, knife and she and like puts it up against she's just his like, throat. But whilst all the while's just like grinding. Yep. Angry grinding. She's naked again. Like boobs boobs out. Everywhere. Just boobs all over the place. Always, yep. But in the end, everything is good between them now. It's resolved. They've got a new way of moving forward together. Mm -hmm. But there's an ill wish under the bed. (gasps) And it ends with her saying, Well, who would do this? Who would put this here? And he says, Leary. Ba-ba. Fade to black. What were you gonna say? Um, I was I was just thinking about like, and I don't know if this is a thing or not, but because we we talked and we talked during the episode and in this podcast, like how many times Katrina Balf was naked? I know, like naked, naked. Well, naked, even when naked, they naked. find okay, so they finish the sex scene and then right. she's lying there and she finds the ill wish and she just sits up and holds it and she says, "Look, Jamie," and she still is she boob- boobs out. There's no reason why. <laughs> Like, she is very boobs out the whole episode. What I was thinking, I was just thinking back to, like, this episode. So, obviously, they're very comfortable with, like, showing nudity, Mm -hmm. see Jamie's ass all the time, and that kind of stuff. So, it was, like, why, you would have think, like, they would have, do you think it was calculated that they, that Leary wasn't naked? Oh. Like, it's, it's just interesting in a show, in a season of a show that's so comfortable with nudity, when Leary is like, she was like 98% naked. Like, it's weird that no, they would... she had the corset covering right. everything. Totally, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of... Like, I wonder if that was calculated, though. That Claire, like... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's almost like Claire's the only one allowed to be naked? Or something? I don't know. Like, do, you, do you understand what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, why would they go that far with Claire, but be like, oh, well, Leary's got to be dressed. Like, not that I'm advocating for it, but it's, yeah. just, it's, it's an interesting... Choice, considering how fast and loose they are with Katrina Ball. I think if for some reason Jamie had been like, I'm interested, she would have been naked. No, absolutely, for sure. But like, I don't know. It's just... It's just weird how they're like, well, she's got to be wearing clothes, but Katrina Ball... Well, you know when she... When she got this role, it was like, and you're comfortable with this, right? Because this is... You're going to be naked time. all season long. She's like, I never wear clothes. She's so, I'm a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. I usually walk up and down right. wearing nothing. Basically naked anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Like, like it, there must have been some discussion of it, right? And they, and it, yeah. And at some point they were like, no, Claire naked all the time. Leary, yeah. Not. yeah. And then as soon as Katrina Balf and Sam Heumann became producers on the show, mm-hmm. no Katrina Balfe, never naked. She's never naked never naked and uh yeah yeah even when they have sex it's always like they're like wrapped in sheets and stuff like that i think aren't they yeah well and i mean a couple well last season or two seasons ago she was so pregnant Mm -hmm. so the sex scenes you could see like sam hewan was trying to like work around her belly yeah (laughs) they've got to be good friends at this point hey i mean you would hope by now (laughs) for sure well that's the episode yeah it was a good one so, who is your MVP from this episode? I mean, it's always Claire. Claire, it's like, you almost can't name Claire because it's like, Katrina Wolf is too good. Um, she's so much better than, even in these early seasons, she's still better. Uh, so, I would have to say, I mean, and then it's got to be Tobias Menzies. You know, he's only in one scene, but it's the most incredible scene 
in the in the episode like he's so polarizing he just you know like he and is dirty and Phil he's a dirty bird <laughs> but still like as he's he just like epitomizes uh danger like when he is in a scene even when he's frank to be honest but like most more so when he's Jack Randall it's like he just is always dangerous mm-hmm. like you are never comfortable if he's laughing if he's angry you're scared if he's happy you're more scared oh i know you know like That's it's such it's, a good way it's to like say it. he's because yeah. he, he's just always a, a like a coiled spring ready to do something very bad yeah you know yeah. that's no one else in this show the only person that ever came even like remotely close to this to that kind of character on this show was the guy that played Stephen Bonnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he, good. He was. He was. I mean, nobody can touch how, how Tobias Menzies does it. He's a scary fucking dude, just in general. But like, um, but you can't you can't replace that. Like yeah. that's there's yeah. no one else can do that. Yeah. How about you, Sam Hewen? Really, mm-hmm. first time ever, I think. No, uh, I give no? it to him sometimes. No, but I thought he was great in this. Really? Yep. He was not bad. This was this was uh, this was okay. What was the best scene? Um, I mean, it was the the cock face foul mouth bitch scene. More than the, more than with Tobias Menzies when he walked in. That was a really good scene. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That was a really good scene, but I just think that the the other one was really well acted, and it was a really important scene. I don't know. Maybe it's a tie. Yeah. How about you? Fight scene. The fight scene. Foul mouth bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they spent all day shooting it. They should get some kudos for it. Yeah. Okay. Worst scene. Worst scene. Oh, um. What's yours? Let me think for a sec. I don't know. I got. I don't know. I don't have a standout worst scene. I mean, there was a dumb lander moment when he does the, when he does the like, you know, Errol Flynn thing off the roof with the, and just happens to like land at the exact right window. And I, I found the, 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 you know, where she's like angry threat fucking him to be again, outlander silliness. Yeah. But, uh, there wasn't really like, there wasn't a bad scene. Like even that sex scene that they had, which like often I find them like unmotivated and like groiny, like groiny, yeah. groiny. And groiny. Yeah. Um, that no, one. That one was, was a very necessary and it motivated sex scene. Yep. So it's it like good. there wasn't even anything groiny there. I no. don't know. I don't know that there was a bad scene. Oh, I, you know what it was? I'll tell you what it was. I got it. I got it. The worst scene was the scene with um, Dougal and no, sorry, where it starts with Rupert and Angus and they're they're uh, bullying Willie. Oh. Because yeah, that was the worst scene because I don't think that scene did enough to escalate the story to, to to take us to where that really was like they didn't that should have been a scene that like created attention and made it more obvious that there was this divide with these two camps of like Dougal's camp and the people that sorted him and Colm's camp and they didn't really do that it more just seemed about like they were kind of pissed at Willie interesting yeah, that was and it's you know yeah that that was the worst scene okay a little bit of a tangent on that scene. Irrelevant tangent, but interesting. So it was snowing in that scene. Do you remember it? Oh, I remember this. You told me, yeah. So, little fun fact. They shot 
this entire season in the winter in Scotland in 2014, but apparently it was like such a mild winter that they didn't, that you couldn't, you often couldn't tell that it was winter. And then after that, they started shooting like in the spring and summer or fall. Yeah. But they were saying like the following winter, like Scotland can get cold where it's like covered in snow. But that was the only scene where there was actually real whimsical snow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, I agree that that was my worst scene too. Yeah. Okay, what would you give this out of, what would what rating would you give this out of 10? I mean, it's hard because you can't rate it on a on a usual Loinlander scale because it's almost like a different show. You know, like the characters are the same, but the, the you know, it doesn't have the same things that make Outlander so very bad in the secondary seasons. So, I mean, I don't know, like, I'd, I'd give it like a 7. Yeah. That's probably the highest you've ever given something. Yeah, probably. Like it was a, I was a, it was a relatively entertaining episode of TV. I think it, we normally do it out of a hundred, don't we? Yeah, okay. a seven. So you no. no, you give it a seventy. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the question is, if I was just coming to this show fresh yep. and didn't have like literally years of watching these characters and then talking about them with my wife on a podcast, like I don't know if I would have been as invested. If I would have given it a seven, mm-hmm. you know, like if, if I would have come at it fresh, I might've been like, well, this is kind of boring or whatever. Like, I don't know. But like in retrospect, it's a retrospect seven. Okay. Seven. Yeah. You? A hundred. A hundred. I give hundred percent. It has been a long time since we got a hundred from you on Loin Letter. I'm Garrison very... Commander is like a hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. With the the wedding, wedding episode is probably a hundred and twenty. Those are two strong episodes. Which... I also love the pilot episode. Was Garrison Commander your favorite? Garrison Commander, that was the moment when I was watching it and I was like, I think I love this show. Yeah. Like I knew I really was enjoying it. And then the Garrison Commander episode, God, we should watch it again. But I remember what and being like, this is my show. Yeah. And it was. And and it was. For a long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. That's a wrap. There's the recap. And we're going to keep doing the recaps, right? No excuse. Your tooth is better. No excuse. My tooth. Sorry about my tooth, guys. Um. I don't know how with what level of consistency, but we uh, I will promise you at least one more. No, no. We're going to recap the entire season is what you promised. At least one more <laughs> before the next fresh season of Outlander. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you want to reach out to us. Oh, yeah. Good call. If you want to reach out to us, we have a Facebook group and it's called... Loinlander Podcast Facebook group. Something like that. I don't mm-hmm, know. Look mm-hmm, for us. You'll mm-hmm. find us. Uh, Loinlander at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, we don't check Twitter anymore and no one tweeted at us so who cares and that's about it that's it thanks for listening bye bye bye